is Off The Books Podcast. They're not your average sports junkies. Now let's get this money. <laughs> Judah, what's good, my guy? Man, it's a lovely night in the lab, getting it in. Friday night, man. Everybody at the bar, the club. We yep. in here talking football. We in here putting in the work, man. We trying to make it happen. I couldn't ask for no better way, man. This is how I like spending my Friday night, you heard? Hey, it's time to bring y'all what y'all want, right? Y'all really loved what we gave y'all last time, so... Let's bring it back to them. They were showing mad love by last podcast. I didn't even expect that, bro. I really didn't. That was crazy. Uh, the people, they definitely support us. You know, we definitely love y'all. We're going to keep giving y'all what y'all need, man. Y'all need these picks. Y'all need this talk. Y'all need that real shit. Shout out to y'all, man. But we ain't going to waste your time. We're going to dive right in. Week one NFL. Before we get into it, what was your take on last night's game, man? New England and uh, Kansas City. What was your take on it? Man, you know, so <laughs> that's how you have to start that shit off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So, like, Alex Smith did what we always wanted him to do. Boy, he, yeah, he balled out, man. Alex Smith, he looked composed in the pocket. Composed. He scrambled, scrambled, going through his progressions. Hey, that like somebody who's on the possibility of losing his position next year. Look like has someone that's how they'll ball out. And that's what he did. Alex Smith played like a nigga who had already lost his spot before and never wants to lose that shit again. I can't believe he came out that hot. I mean, New England lost hot tower, we know that, but he still was looking good, bro. There were no stretches in the game where he really looked bad, other than when he he fell on the field, you know what I'm saying? He he had kind of lost his footing. Uh, he actually played so well that, you know, for the first time, you had to think he was one of the better quarterbacks in the league if he could consistently play like that. And then Kareem Hunt, boy, give that rookie the ball. Call my mama. Welcome to the league, Rook. <laughs> hey, he fumbled on the first play of the game, then bouncing back with the best game probably of his season. We're going to remember when we saw that game. You know what I'm saying? Against the defending champs, they brought in the banners. Have you ever seen the Patriots do that much in celebration? And they let a rookie come in there and dominate the game with his quarterback. He had 246 yards or 47 yards from the line of scrimmage since he got the ball. Fumbled the first time, gave us the hat trick, gave us three touchdowns. I had this guy on two fantasy leagues. Salute you, Kareem. He gave me 50 points in one league and 44 in the other. Kareem, you a beast, man. Salute you, bro. Hey, he not lying, folks. I'm in a league, in multiple leagues with this man, and he really did give 50. him that many points. Like, in order to pick Kareem, you got to be a smart dude. You know what I'm saying? You got to see you gotta see it coming. My man, I appreciate it. And Tyreek Hill, explosive. Explosion. I mean, he beating people off the ball. I mean, we've seen glimpses of this last year. They was actually showing – a little glimpse during the game, and they said in high school, this man would have finished six in the 200 in the last Olympics. It just goes to show, like, how special he really is. Like, he's got what you call that that electricity, that burst. Like, this is the electric one. It says he's a baller, but let's go ahead and get into this week's games, man. Sunday, football's back. Everybody's ready. 
we locked in. So we about to talk our shit. So starting game one, mm-hmm. we have the black and yellow Pittsburgh Steelers as nine point favorites against Cleveland Browns. What up, though? What you thinking, Judah? What's the dog pound gonna do? They ain't gonna be able to outplay a Steelers team that is ready to roll. The expectations are heavy. You got Le'Veon Bell. Even though I don't like players when they come off of uh, holdouts, I think they don't perform as well. I think that it ends up being uh, too much to handle on your body. And I got a feeling that we're going to see Pittsburgh end up overcoming by playing really good fundamentals. They're going to do everything right against a team that has a rookie quarterback. He's going to have a bare minimum of plays he can really run. I got Pittsburgh taking it with covering the spread minus nine. Wow, what you the over under is forty seven. What you got, man? It's not going forty seven. I'm taking the under, and I'm taking the under because I got Pittsburgh scoring about twenty points, and I got the Browns scoring about ten. Respect, you know, Jude. I know you for a minute, so I know you know your football, man. You got the knowledge, you know what I'm saying. That's why you on this show. You heard? I'm I'm about to take a reach on this, man. I was kind of looking at, you know, Pittsburgh and Cleveland's roster. We all know Pittsburgh finally got Le'Veon to sign this uh, franchise tender, which is dope. Which is dope. He's a baller. I have nothing against him. Now, with me, um, I think Big Ben, he's on the back nine of his career. I don't know what Big Ben's going to show up Sunday. Now, in past years, Cleveland has been a punching bag. But this year, man, I don't. I seen them winning more games this year. I seen them winning about four or five, maybe even six games this year. They have a, you know, revitalized quarterback with Kaiser, you know. And I know in past years, don't get me wrong, it's always been all oh, next man up. Oh, he's gonna be the guy this year. Oh, he's gonna be. We got Johnny Manziel this year. We got this and that this year. But I, they got a couple of pieces to the offensive line. I think um, Isaiah Crowell's gonna have a decent year. Mm-hmm. And I. They got a couple pieces to the defense. Honestly, I don't see them losing by nine. I mean, call me dumb, but don't be surprised. I'm not going to go as far as saying Cleveland winning the game, but I definitely see them covering nine points in Cleveland. I see them making somewhat competitive. It's a conference game. I see them winning by maybe seven. Pittsburgh winning by maybe seven or even three. Regardless of the matter, I have Cleveland actually covering the spread of nine. I'm taking Cleveland. That's an interesting take. That's a, I mean, I definitely respect it. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take the rookie to come out there and execute everything the right way. It's going to take for the defense, a defense that just released, you know what I'm saying, the safety, Calvin Pryor. You know what I'm saying? He got into a fight with a teammate, so this, the defense is going to be a little rough, and I hope that they can keep up. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I think Pittsburgh is just going to take it, and it's going to be interesting. Now, keep in mind, this this Pittsburgh defense is not the steel curtain of old. We know. They definitely let up big plays. Now, we both know Cleveland lost Terrell Pryor. Mm-hmm. So, they lost their main receiver. I mean, they have, what, who? Kenny Britt now to kind of lead the receiving core and uh, Corey Coleman. But, I, you know, I just see it's too obvious of pick to take Pittsburgh. And after watching Kansas City dismantle New England, I'm feeling it. Maybe I'm feeling a little brash, but I got Cleveland taking it and covering the spread in the dog pound. I still got them losing, but I see them definitely losing by less than nine. Don't. I feel you. Hey. And as far as the over under, I as well got the under. I, I can see this going maybe, you know, 24 20 
type of deal, you know, to cover that 47 points to go, about 44 to go under. So I got, I'm going to say 24-20 Pittsburgh. Don't let me down, Cleveland. Cleveland! In my LeBron voice. <laughs> <laughs> Put on for the city, boy. Okay, next up, we got the New York Jets versus the Buffalo Bills. Man, oh, man. All right, so it's definitely going to be interesting because they're not going to score a lot of points. We know that for sure. Now, I know they got Buffalo at minus eight, which is quite a bit, you know, when you really think about it. Because Buffalo, when do they really ever beat people by, you know, more than six or seven points? Uh, so it, I got, I actually got the Jets covering this because they're going to play a hard-fought game. I think they're going to end up putting on a better performance than we think. Every year, there's always a few teams that always give you a few games to show you that they got better from last year. And I think that the Jets, even though they, boy, they barely going to do nothing. They not going to do nothing this year. But they going to show you they better than they were last year. Give me the Jets covering this. And as far as the over and under, at 40, this game ain't hitting 35. I'm taking under. Ah, I see you. I see you. I actually agree with you on this pick. I mean, now, we know the Jets are, they might be the worst in the league this year. Possibly. Let's look at who they lost. They lost Ryan Fitzpatrick. They lost Brandon Marshall. And they lost Eric Decker this year. They got Christian Hackenberg starting that quarterback. Who? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't see – I see him relying a lot on his running game, Matt Forte and Bilal Powell. I see Bilal Powell getting a lot of dipping dunks. And I kind of see him just dipping, dunking their way down the field, getting three here, getting three there, putting a touchdown. And like you said, Buffalo is not known as a team to be blowing teams out. Right. You know, they got – they lost uh, Sammy Watkins. They gained Jordan Matthews. But who knows how healthy he is. You know, Tyrod Taylor, we'll see what he does. But he just got a – Concussion protocol. He hell. He might still be in there, you know. So I mean, Lashawn McCoy is healthy. He's ready to go. They lost. They lost uh, Mike Gillespie to New England. I just see the Jets keeping it closer than people think. So me personally, I got them covering the spread. Still losing the game in Buffalo, but definitely covering eight points. You know, I see them losing by maybe six, maybe a touchdown. Even that's still less than eight. Give me give me the Jets, man. As far as the over-under goes, it's 40. Believe it or not, in, in my experience with betting, it'd be obvious games like this. Like, this screams going under 40. Something strange tells me I could see a 21-20 game. So, I'm actually take the over. Even though, you know, all signs point to the under, I can see this, you know, hitting the over. Just, you know, first game of the week. Everybody's hyped up balling. You know how week one football goes. So I'm going to take Jets, and I'm going to take over 40. I like that. I like that. It's a good little spin on it. You know what I'm saying? It's going to depend on the flow of the game. One problem with Buffalo is they got, like, that offense that's stagnant. Stagnant. That's it, a fact. It just it sputters. You know what I'm saying? It it got momentum, then it don't got momentum. And, and the Jets are, while they're one of those teams, uh, Todd Bowles is also a pretty good, you know, coach. Despite what his record was last year, folks, that man was coaching. That man was coaching his ass off. Coaching his ass off, and hands down, man. But, um, I mean, we'll see how it goes. He was definitely coaching that. Salute to you, you know. But as far as his game goes on Sunday, 
Give me the Jets to cover. Give me Buffalo to win outright, but give me Jets to cover. I think we both got that. You got the under. I got the over. Let's see how it plays out. Let's get it. Next up, we got Jacksonville versus Houston. We got Houston and some books as five and a half point favorites, some books as six. You know, what are you thinking? Man, I got Houston taking this and covering the spread. I think they're going to win by a touchdown. Now, it's not going to be a fun game to watch, folks. You might want to get some clear eyes after you watch this game because you're not going to like what you see. But you will get uh, football. <laughs> You'll definitely get football. AFC South football is, uh, yeah, I know how that goes. Matter of fact, Blake Bortles, which just sorry asked me to do, instead of being on that field wasting your contract, you can come to my podcast and pour me and Julie Henny when we get tired <laughs> and when we need more drinks, you know, uh, unless you're going to produce because you got mad weapons that, you know, you have no reason not to be producing right now. No reason at all. Get in line, son. Get in line. As far as the over and under goes, 39 and a half, they saying. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking the under on this one as well. I don't see it going more than uh, a touchdown or two for both teams. Uh, this is going to be fairly ugly, and I got it going uh, under on 39 and a half. All right, cool. I can agree with you on both. I think I don't think Jacksonville's in the same league with Houston right now, especially with the adversity Houston's facing with the Hurricane. They got a little bit more to play for. They got Jadavion Clowney and J.J. Watt both healthy this year. Yep. So that's going to be a fucking beast. They got a good defense. No one can question their defense, you know. Hopkins, we'll see. He should be healthy by game one. Uh, Lamar Miller should be healthy. We'll see how it goes, but... Blake Boyle was looking abysmal right now. He's looking bad. Their whole offense is not clicking. They wasn't clicking during the preseason. So, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. I'm taking Houston. I think they can win by more than a touchdown. As far as the over-under, 39-and-a-half, I see it going under, actually. The last time they played, I believe it was 21-20, but I could see a 24-10 game. Mm-hmm. Maybe even, you know, would it be 34? Maybe even 21, you know. 10. Yeah, yeah, 21-10. Either way it goes, I see it going under 40 points. So, give me Houston minus six and give me the under on that bad boy. I like it. I mean, we agree on this one. You know what I'm saying? We definitely have times where we do agree and uh, we, we stand by what we say. All right, next up we got Philly versus Washington at Washington. Philly are one-point favorites on the road. NFC East matchup. What you thinking? I actually got Philly winning this game. I think Carson Wentz is going to show you that he's coming up. He's going to execute an offense that has been lacking execution. And they're going to show you why they were a glimpse of hope last year during the middle of the season. Now, I also think that Washington, I think this is going to be a pretty hot scoring game. I think Kirk Cousins is going to show you again why he is what he is. Mr. Stat Machine himself. Roll him up. <laughs> Mr. Kurt, get your money, son. You deserve your money. Let's get it. We, man, oh, man. Honestly, I hate both these teams. You know this. NFC East, this this is a crazy matchup. Now, usually when it's a one-point toss-up game, I usually like to go with the home team. So, in this case, it would be Washington. But after kind of going back and forth, looking at the dynamics of both teams, looking at what Philly lost, most importantly, looking at what Washington lost. 
I'm going to go with Philly as well, man. As much as I hate to say it, Philly's looking like the better squad right now, or at least going into week one that can take that game. You know, they got Alshon. You know, they got uh, Torrey Smith joining. They're looking good, man. So I'm going to take Philly to cover that one-point spread, basically to win that game outright. And as far as the over-under, I definitely got to be in the shootout. I got it going over 48. Man, on the over and under, I got it going over as well. This is about to be one of those games that is pretty fun to watch. Alright, now we got Arizona, aka Arizona David Johnson. How you know I like to call them because that's all they have. Versus Detroit. Um, Arizona's on the road. Uh, they're two point favorites, and the over under is forty eight. You've been starting the last ones. I kind of start this one off. Me personally, Detroit. They looking kind of you know their secondary is looking shaky this year. At least starting the year looking kind of shaky. I see Carlson Perma. And Larry Fitzgerald connecting all day, having a big day. I see David Johnson, of course, getting his 30-plus touches, you know, having a big day. Definitely seeing the red zone a couple times, or maybe even several times. But I, at the end of the day, I got Detroit winning it, man. I mean, I can see it being 24-20, 28-21. You know, I think it's going to be a close game within a one-score reach. But I think, you know, the home team in this one, I think Matt Stafford comes out – you know, I ain't going to say on fire, but I think he comes out maintaining the game, you know, kind of controlling it, per se. You got Marvin Jones, you know, who's been looking good during this preseason. Then you got finally got Amir Abdullah back healthy. So give me Detroit to cover at home, and I'm definitely taking the over 48. I like that pick. Uh, I definitely agree. Detroit is about to come out and uh, really play some pretty good football, I think. I think they're going to move the ball on an Arizona defense that is overrated, folks. It's overrated. Trust me. And I think that Detroit is going to really take this by about two touchdowns, actually. I think Matthew Stafford is going to play like his contract. And uh, as far as the over and under, this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. Uh, I got it going over. All right. Now we got one of the, you know, longer standing rivalries. You got Baltimore versus Cincinnati. Baltimore versus Cincinnati. Mm. AFC North rivals. We got Cincinnati at home as three-point favorites over under 42. Now, we talked earlier, you know, I think it was last podcast, we talking about the potential of Cincinnati. I think they're absolute ballers. Catch me out of You ain't fucking with them. You hear me? I think Joe Mixon, he's going to be a baller. I don't know, you know, the healthiness of John Ross. We know Andy Dalton's coming back, bouncing back. We know A.J. Green's back, bouncing back healthy. Um, I, I, I like Cincinnati's defense. I like Cincinnati, man. I don't know. Joe Flacco's been out. I don't know if they have the chemistry with his receivers. Give me Cincinnati. Even though these typical games in the AFC North, like, wins by three points, that's like a typical three-point game, wouldn't you think? Yeah, but I agree. But at the same time, I got let me give me Cincy minus three taking it, and I'm gonna take the under 42. Those usually be ugly slugout games. Give me a 2017 game. I'm taking the under. I like the Cincinnati pick. Cincinnati is gonna ball out this year. Uh, Cincinnati has the weapons, and they've got the the mentality. You know, it's not a lot of teams in the league that got the mentality that it takes to win. And I think year in, year out, Cincinnati always shows us that they can win. But can they can they do what matters most 
to take it to the next level. Uh, we'll see throughout the year. I got them covering the spread, winning by at least a touchdown. And as far as the over and under goes, I mean, 42, that's a lot of points for this type of game. Um, I could definitely see it, you know, going to overtime, actually. Uh, but I got it going under. Those AFC North games, when they play each other, that's definitely always on the borderline going overtime. But I definitely see a slugfest. I think it's safe to say we both took the under on that. I mean, it seemed like it always go under. You know what I mean? But um, now this next game, I know we was kind of talking about off camera. We thought it was interesting. We got Oakland, who was people were damn near crowning them as going to the AFC Championship, meeting New England. They were damn near being crowned as versus Tennessee, who, you know, a lot of people crowned as AFC South winners. They got Tennessee at home as two-and-a-half-point favorite, so basically three. They have the over-under 51. Talk to me, boy. All right, so they think that Oakland is as good as, you know, they say they are. I got a feeling Oakland is going to be a pretty good team this year. But, you know, Tennessee, they already been jealous. This is the same team. They, they coming back. They ready. I think they quietly been in the shadows working. And I got a feeling they're going to come out here and embarrass a Raiders team that we expected to be pretty good. Um, it, you know, they will eventually. But I think DeMarco Murray, I think Derrick Henry going to run all over him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be hard to pass. I think Oakland will show you that they improved a little bit on the pass. But I got it going uh, Tennessee's way, covering the spread at two and a half. And then as far as the over and under at 51, I mean, we talking about, you know, 50 folks. Right, exactly. <laughs> 51. You know, we all know 51 is possible. Let's not play ourselves. But at the same time, 51, when you when you are betting odds, folks, there's a thing about the odds. You got to beat the books. Yeah, we off the books, folks. This is off the books. Now, we're going to make sure you get the real. And we're going to see if Cash agree with me. But I got it going over. Ah, I like that. I like I like what you did there, bro. I was kind of I was peeping. I like that. But um, I was going back and forth on this Oakland versus Tennessee, man. Oakland's hype train. It sounds good now until we actually see the product on the field. Now let's not kid ourselves. Tennessee's looking good, but their secondary is um, it's not the best in the league. I actually see, call me a fool, but I see Michael Crabtree having a big game. I seem like seems like he always shows up against Tennessee, but um, me personally, set Tennessee. You know, Mariota's looking good. They got a healthy Demarco Murray. You know, they got Eric Decker now. Give me Tennessee to cover. And as far as the over under, I can easily see this game going twenty eight twenty four. Easily. That being said, I know people are saying they scared of that big over on that 51. A lot of people are scared to touch that. Give me the over. Hell, I was just doing the, you know, spreads. I got to go in 52 or more, man. So, definitely give me the over. So, give me Tennessee covering and give me the over. I completely agree, bro. You know what I'm saying? This is about to be a pretty, pretty fun game to watch. I don't think I'm going to see it because I'm going to be watching uh, it. You know, I got to see what time it comes on, really. But you know how it is over here. We live in the Carolinas. We don't really get a lot unless you got that. Oh, can't say that F word. You can't nah, use you that can, F word. You can say it. We, hey, <laughs> Fire stick. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? You know, what the fuck you was about to say. But um, all right, next game. That was a good one. We got Atlanta 
Minus seven versus Chicago. Please let me take this first, man. Go ahead. Boy, I got them. Hey, I'm not even going to joke around. I got them motherfucking dirty Falcons. Yeah, you hear me? I got them dirty Falcons, man. By a touchdown, Chicago, man, man, man. I don't know what they got going on. They don't really have a leading receiver. They cut Victor Cruz. They cut some other players. I don't know what's going on in Chicago right now. Atlanta has a bad taste in their mouth from the Super Bowl, as they should. I feel like they come out and ball out. Now, mind you, you know, they got a new offensive coordinator this year. But I think I think it'd be to their benefit, man. And I know, you know, don't don't get confused with the upset that Kansas City upset in New England yesterday because we all know new, you know, Kansas City's potential. Mm-hmm. They was balling last year. They've been balling, so it's not really a big a surprise. But Chicago, they lost Cameron Meredith in the offseason, man. So I don't know where they're gonna go to. I mean, you can get a ball to Tariq, Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride. You can get a ball to Tariq Cohen, you know, and he'll ball out. But I definitely see Atlanta winning this by more than a touchdown, even on the road. And as far as the over-under 48, uh, Atlanta defense is not no slouches, man. I actually see it going under, man. I can see it being a 24-17 game maybe. Or, excuse me, I'm, I'm going to say – on the books, off the books, I'm gonna give her 2817, man. I, I I got the Falcons taking it. I like the Falcons in this game. Uh, I got a feeling, you know, they gonna kind of pick up where they left off to start the year. You know, they, well, not from the Super Bowl, <laughs> but here we go. You know what I'm saying? I got Atlanta taking it. I think they gonna win by about 10. You know? Yeah, and, that's what and, I say. And, they went by about 10 points. And as far as the over under, uh. You know, like you said, they got that defense. Uh, they gonna make it work. You know, Vic back there, Mister Hit Vic. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna go under 48. Mister Hit Vic, <laughs> Hit Vic. But um, okay. Next game we got the Andrew Luck less Indiana Indianapolis Colts. Excuse me. Minus three point favorites off over the Los Angeles Rams. Over under about 42 points right now, man. 42. So we're talking a Colts team without Andrew Luck, and we're talking a Rams team with um, Todd Gurley. Period. I might even, you know, Jared Goff is cool. I'm going to say Todd Gurley. Who you have? Oh, they do have Sammy Watkins, though. Forgot about him. So I definitely like the Rams' performance, you know, in the in the preseason. Um, I had a chance to watch them versus the Packers, and even though they lost the game, uh, they the Rams got potential, you know. And then they got Sammy Watkins, you know. They about to do some damage. I think I got the Rams actually covering and winning, you know, by a touchdown. As far as the over under, I think this is going under the forty two. Man, Rams at home, you know. Colts without their starting quarterback. Give me Rams. I thought they started the season off strong. So, you're at least telling me they're three-point dogs. So, at least got to win the game. I, I said they win the game. Like I said, they got Sammy Watkins. They got Ty Gurley. I think they do enough to squeak this game by. I think they do enough, man. So, give me the Rams, you know, to cover the spread. Hell, to win the outright game. And the over-under 41 and a half, 42. Uh, let's see. I, I can see this game going. I could see it being 17-14. I could also see it being, you know, a 28-21 game. 
off the books. I know I gotta make a decision. Let's go with. I'm gonna go with the over, man. I think it surprised a few people. Give me the over on that. I like it. That's a bold pick right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Rams <laughs> and and the Colts. Don't be surprised, <laughs> bro. My experience, it'd be teams like that, bro. It'd be the most. Those would be teams I win the most bread off of. I swear, because most people, you know. The obvious pick is go under. You're missing Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. The Rams are never known to really put up points like that. But I just see week one, I'm, I guess I'm feeling bold, man. Kansas City got me feeling myself this week. <laughs> that, that's what it is, man. Kareem Hunt got me hyped with all the points he gave me. But regardless of the matter, give me the over and give me the Rams. Let's get it, boy. So next, I'm sure this is the game of the week in your mind, at least. I know you're locked in for this game. We got Seattle Seahawks versus Cheeseheads and Green Bay Packers. We got Green Bay at home at Lambeau as three-point favorite. So we got the over-under on 51. I'm almost scared to give you the mic because you might not stop talking because you're so passionate about this shit. But fuck it. Go ahead and go ahead and talk your shit, man. All right, folks. Disclaimer. I am a Packers fan. And it's not going to change the way I view it. But I do believe that the Packers are going to win this. uh, But they're not going to cover the spread. I got them winning by three. And that means that actually, you know, it's not going to really be. uh, You're going to end up getting pushed out, folks. So what you want to do in this situation is you're going to take Seattle to cover this. Now, as far as the over and under at 51, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's going to be under. I think we're going to look at a dogfight game. I don't think this is going to be as high-flying as people think it is. I know my squad. I know what these boys are going to do. Aaron Rodgers is going to come out here. He's not going to try to play glamour football. He's just going to try to beat this team and prove to his team that they can beat the other good teams because that's what the Packers need to do early to start the year every season. They got to beat the good teams to feel good so they don't have to go on runs later on. Now, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play around in the pocket against a defense that is extremely fast. They're agile. These boys be moving. <laughs> the Legion of Zoom. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> you heard that? That boy said Zoom. Man, if, if Aaron Rodgers do what I want him to do and do what we think he can do, I think he'll embarrass these boys early in the year. And I think he's going to make everybody in the league realize that they are cuttable. He's going to cut them up, and he's going to chew them up. And then I think he's going to see an appearance from Ty Montgomery also. I think Ty Montgomery going to come out here. He's going to do decent, have about 60 rushing yards. But guess what? He's going to have about 40, 50 receiving yards. Uh, interesting perspective. Now, y'all looking, going to the season, y'all looking healthy. Y'all have, you know, Jordy Nelson healthy. Devontae Adams healthy, Randall Cobb healthy. Like you said, you, you got your boy Ty Montgomery in the backfield who damn near is going to be Aaron Rodgers' security blanket. Now, so basically, let's let's look at the stats. So they're saying y'all three-point favorites at 51. So they basically saying about a 27-24 point game, right? Ending. Mm-hmm. So first game of the season, as you know, you know, you're a pro at this. You're true to this. You're not new to this. So you usually know the first game of the week don't typically go how everybody thinks it's going to go. Right. You know, so this game, how as much as high scoring as you think it may be, I can agree with you. I see this going slightly under, mainly because 
you know, and I've always gave you hell on your defense. But even though I gave you hell on your defense, I still don't see Seattle putting up 24 points. Um, I mean, hell, they proved me wrong. But I see, hmm, I actually see y'all covering this game. Um, you know, I like Green Bay this year. I see y'all covering this game. Uh, so I have actually have y'all 21. I have Seattle 21. I have y'all twenty seven, you know, so that that would that would actually cover the spread. Um, so I'm gonna take the under on that as well and take Green Bay to cover. So we'll see how it goes. All right, and Aaron Rodgers, we trust. You know, what I'm saying I definitely got us winning the game, but I don't see him covering by three. I think this is gonna be a little bit too close for comfort, but at the same time. You're going to see a spectacular performance by a Packers team that in order to win this game, folks, they will have to play spectacular. Next game, and I'm sure the people in North Carolina can appreciate this. We got the Carolina Panthers as six-point favorites. Wow. Versus San Francisco and San Fran. And the over-under is 47.5 points. Boy, boy, boy. Mm. Mm. And Cam, you trust, huh? And can we trust? Who, who who you got, man? Because I, I got some shit to say on this. All right, so Carolina's an interesting team. You got Run CMC dancing on them boys in the backfield, making it work. You making know, making it work, <laughs> working hard for that money, working hard. You know, I got I got Carolina covering the spread. I think they're gonna win by seven. They're gonna win by a touchdown at least. You know, and when it comes to San Fran, you know. When teams are that bad, they got to figure out how to win first before they win, you know, these type of games. Uh, the Panthers are a good team, folks. I know we like to give them hell. I know we like to give Cam hell. And uh, they fans are kind of annoying. You know, if you ever notice, Panthers fans are, you know, some annoying fans. Like they, Boy, you about to have death threats at your door. <laughs> Man, hey, no, no disrespect, you know what I'm saying, but... You know what it is. When you're in the city and you're not a fan of that team, you know, it, it really puts people, you know, at your throat. Go Carolina. Oh, oh, oh. Yo, I used to get so tired of hearing that shit. But what what, what do you have your final score being your over-under being, though? Man, I got the final score at Carolina 24, San Fran 10. And as far, <sighs> you know... I like the way it could play out for everybody. I hope there's no injuries. And as far as Luke Keekley goes, just get back right, boy. We got a lot of faith in you. I like Luke. Now, we'll see how, you know, healthy Carolina stays throughout this season. Um, San Fran, they're definitely rebuilding. I mean, I think the line opened up at four points or might be four now. Um, I th- I'm thinking it's showing me, but either way, I have Carolina winning. I think Carolina is definitely capable of winning by more than a touchdown, or at least a touchdown. It's at six now, or was at six. They can at least win by a touchdown, I think, even on the road. I mean, let's look at San Fran. Do got Carlos High, and they do got uh, Pierre Garçon, who's definitely going to be a leading target for them because, I mean, that's what he does. But San Fran is in rebuilding stage, man. Carolina, like you said, they got run CMC. You know, and um, I think he's a baller. They got Cam Newton, who claims he's finally healthy or getting healthy. I know he's questionable, but I think he's healthier than he's been in years. 
You know, I think Kelvin Benjamin is, is looking pretty good. You got Curtis Samuel out of Ohio State. He's going to look good in the slot. So, you know, Luke Cleekley, like you said, is looking good. Kurt Coleman back there. Give me Carolina to cover by a touchdown over under. Man, I've been struggling with this, but this is another one. I'm going to reach. I'm going to reach, man. I'm going to go over. Because if you remember two years ago when uh, Carolina went to the Super Bowl, you know, they they were putting on points, man. Yeah. They was balling. I, I see them kind of getting back to their form a little bit. Give me Carolina. I'm going to take them 28-21. So I'll put it right at that 48-point uh, mark and put them as uh, seven-point winners, which will make them make the spread. So let's go cardiac cast. Don't let me down. Don't let them down. Hey, don't let me down either. Now, I might be a little biased about this game, but uh, we got them G-Men, Big Blue versus them, uh, who are they playing again? <laughs> who are them girls? Oh, wow. Oh, they happy because they got a little Zeke. They got Zeke back on. They happy got Zeke back. Hey, you know, funny thing is, folks, we filming this the very day that Zeke got the restraining order. Shit is crazy. What, what the? Hell, my G. <laughs> my G. This man got a restraining order to play in a game. Like, only in the NFL. This shit is crazy, man. I don't know how he got off, but hey, you know, and then damn, I'm not a hating person. Salute you, man. You it know. worked. It worked. Play the full season, salute you. Get your money, ball out, man. If And let's, we ain't even going to touch on the fact that if the story is true, if it's fake, folks, you know, that's a. You got that's a you gotta let the police figure out whatever went on. You know, even though we ain't really got the type of evidence we need, if you don't know all the facts, you really shouldn't be making no analysis on that type of stuff. You know, that's a fact. But let's jump right in the game. So they have the Giants in Dallas. They have Dallas as four and a half, five point favorites. They have the over under at forty eight. Now, my man, I I'll go ahead and take this first. Go ahead. Where do I start? I feel like I'm on my Stephen A. shit, man. First and foremost, I I might get criticized for saying this, but I don't think Dak Prescott is going to be as good this year. I see a sophomore slump coming. Maybe not as far as a sophomore slump, but it's definitely not going to be as good as rookie season. You know what happens when teams get tape on you. It's happened. We've seen it with Audrey 3. We've seen it with Andrew Lowe. We, we've seen quarterbacks ball out their rookie year and then kind of have a slump this sophomore year now i see i see that regressing a little bit they have a des bryant the man receiver going against uh janoris jenkins who locked him down two games put him on clamps 2.0 my boy jack rabbit put that man on clamps and i think nothing different happened sunday now i know where everybody's thinking definitely depends on the available of obj you know if he plays or not but i feel like Hell, if he plays, I got the Giants winning our route. Excuse me, our right. If he doesn't, you know, I still got us winning. But I think Brandon Marshall ball out. Either way, however you chop it up, you can talk about offensive line. You can talk about running game. Perkins is actually better than a lot of people think. We got Shane Vereen back. Ball out, man. We got Tavares King coming off the bench if Odell doesn't play. Defense looking good. End of the day, give me Giants to cover the spread over under 48. I actually got to go under this time. My defense been balling out. Everybody know defensive line balls. There's no secret. I got to go under. 
give me the Giants to cover the spread. All right, I definitely. <clears throat> All right, yeah, this is one of them things you got to clear your throat for because this is a divisional game, folks. This is a divisional game. And a folks. big one at that. A big one at we that. Yeah, that's Look, huge. This, this is going to be, this is worth the price of admission, folks. You're about to get Big Blue versus the Weak Blue. And I'm talking about the Weak being the Dallas. You know, it's, I got, <laughs> I like y'all. I think y'all are going to have a fantastic year. I think y'all are going to play the, you know, the, the ground and pound is going to eventually get there. I don't know why I feel it, but I feel like y'all's running game is finally going to have some form of essence this year. And then I think it's going to cap off with Brandon Marshall and, and Odell not even having to really do a lot, you know, make a couple big plays here and there, take it over the edge. But at the end of the day, I got y'all actually winning this game. And I think y'all going to win it by a touchdown. And for the over and under at 48, all right, so with y'all's defense, you know, y'all going to hold them. I think if y'all if, if y'all really want to, y'all, <laughs> this, could be, this could be a devastating game for the Cowboys, to be honest. I got it going under. It could be devastating. All the holes they got in the defense. No one knows the name of the DBs now. They got so many new pieces, but that could be here Ooh. or there. Exactly. I can go all night talking about, but Sunday night, 8.30, we locked in. NBC, clock in, we'll be there. So that's the last game wrapping up the Sunday games. Now we got the Monday games. We got New Orleans versus Minnesota. New Orleans going to Minnesota. Minnesota are three-point favorites. The over-under is 48. I'll start this off. Give me Minnesota. Straight out the gate. Up and down. You know, New Orleans, if you follow New Orleans, historically, when they play outside their dome, they don't show up. They don't. I mean, that's just simple, plain and sweet. Uh, they lost Brandon Cooks in the offseason, and they're going against a defense who, man, oh, man. Purple rain. <laughs> Purple rain. They're going against a defense who, you know, balls out. They Corners, linebackers, D-line, they're, they're strong at they're in all aspects. You know, they're either going to uh, feed Adrian Peterson, which is an interesting storyline because Adrian Peterson is going against his old squad. So we see how it balls out. You know, it definitely increases watchability of it. I think Stefan Diggs has a game against uh, that New Orleans secondary. I think um, Thielen has a game against him. I think Randolph has a game against them. Overall, give me Minnesota cover. And over under, I got to go under because that Purple Rain defense is crazy. Minnesota, I'm going under 48. Talk to him, Judah. Man, New Orleans is about to attempt to re-image themselves in front of us. You know, we're so used to seeing a Drew Brees team high fly it. Go with it. Maybe even a little bit of dip and dunk here and there to really move the ball up the field. But I got Minnesota winning this game, too. You know, it's it's too much uh, purple rain. <laughs> too much, but. <laughs> too much, boy. And now, you know, minus, <laughs> <laughs> minus three, you know, that's, that's, that's I think that's, that's acceptable. You know, you got Sam Bradford who's ready to, he's ready to step up. He had a good year last year, despite what people think. And, you know, for the over and under, I definitely got it being under. If Minnesota is going to win this game, it's They're going, going win under it. 48. That defense, 
New Orleans defense can't stop a nosebleed. Like I said, when they're outside of the dome, historically they don't play as good. That's that's facts. That's not that's not opinion. When they go outside that dome, historically, when they go out, you know, when they leave New Orleans, they don't, they don't play as good. Facts. So give me Minnesota. Let's go. So the last game, the ten thirty game, the late game Monday night, we got those uh, Los Angeles Chargers versus uh, Denver Broncos. We got Denver as three-point favorites at home, and the over-under is 43. What you got, doggy? Man, <laughs> this is going to be a good way to end the, end the night right here. You know, this I think this is going to be a better game than people think. You know, all my West Coast people, I know y'all got love for them two squads. You know, this is going to be maybe uh, – you know, I'm gonna start with the over and under because I might, I might kind of shock y'all with who I think win this game. But for the over, I got it being definitely over 43. And as far as the cover to spread on points, I got, I got the Chargers taking it. I like Phillip Rivers this year. I know we can't barely name any weapons they got, but Antonio Gates, he's going for the touchdown record. And whenever players are going for, for, for touchdown records. You know, offenses, especially when they go in form, like, man, they, they they try to ball out, you know. And I got a feeling we're going to see the Chargers come out there and take this game. I want the Chargers, and then I'm taking under 43. This game, you know, a lot of people, I think the stars are going to show in the line. A lot of people gave Keenan Allen a bad rap. Me, personally, I think he's just more unlucky than he is injury prone, but Regardless, people think I think he bounced back this year, man. I think he has a big year. I think he starts off against surprise against a vaunted Denver secondary. I think he has a pretty decent game. Um, don't sleep on the Chargers, folks. I mean, Denver's pretty good. Well, Denver does have Chris Anderson coming back. They have Jamal Charles this year as well. So I mean, we'll see how it goes. I actually have Denver covering. I like Chargers. That I like get picked. I'm not gonna lie, I like it. In this case, I got Denver covering in Denver, you know, even though they're going way west. See how it goes. I got Denver covering over under. I got the under as well. See how it goes. But, I mean, that's off the books, man. Talk our shit. Bye. Well, that, sh- <laughs> that shit in the can. That shit handed right to your ass. Making good time, man. We're making good time, boy. Man, this was this is a good show. I'm glad we got to shoot, man. Tonight, this was a good night to shoot. It's Friday, man. So I don't want to hear nothing about you know people listen Monday. It's Friday, September eighth, man. When we shooting this shit. Normally, we be spot on. <laughs> we some uh, we some pretty good projectors, I'd say. Now, of course, folks, you know when you're dealing with spreads, things can go wrong. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. But if you're gonna listen to Two people talk this type of shit, you better listen to two boys like this. Lock in, man. You know what I'm saying? We'll be here every week bringing the same shit off the books. Shit ain't changed, man. Next week, we're going to talk the same shit. And just like that, we wrapping up. Deuces, boy. Ooh. Yep.